Growing up in Pittsburgh, I'm no stranger to harsh winters. I can remember a blizzard in 1950 that closed the schools for a week and forced the National Guard to use Army tanks as emergency vehicles. I can still hear my grandfather's stories of walking across the frozen Monongahela River on his way to a steel mill job and my father's raw hands after a night of putting chains on car tires at his gas station job. I also experienced bitter winters in my undergraduate days at Edinburgh State College, located in a snow belt just south of Lake Erie. I have shivering memories of walking to class in temperatures falling below zero, and a track meet called off after a snowstorm hit in early May. I also remember walking my future wife Anita back to her dorm after a December dance, reaching over to kiss her goodnight, only to be told that my nose was dripping. Long before this past season of unrelenting cold and biting sleet and snow, I had plenty of reasons to hate winter, but my biggest grievance is that each year I have to endure this depressing weather to get to the start of another baseball season. The poet Shelley wrote, If winter comes, can spring be far behind. Ever since I saw my first Pirates baseball game back in 1948 when I was nine years old, I've asked myself if winter comes, can spring training be far behind. Simply put, I hate winter because it stands glacier-like between baseball seasons until spring melts winter away. There's a popular view these days that football is now the dominant sport in America, easily eclipsing baseball in popularity. While I grew up a die-hard Pittsburgh Steelers fan, my heart will always belong to the Pirates. I can be passionate about football, but I love baseball. It's the game that lifts my spirit each spring and brings back the memories of my boyhood hopes and dreams. Former Yale president and baseball commissioner Abe Bartlett Giamatti once wrote that baseball encourages dreaming and dreaminess. It's a game that begins in the spring, when everything begins again, and it blossoms in the summer, filling the afternoons and evenings. You count on it, rely on it to buffer the passage of time, to keep the memory of sunshine and high skies alive. The Super Bowl may have become the most watched television event in sports history, but all the frenzy surrounding a game that takes place in the middle of winter can't begin to match the promise of a new baseball season each spring. The NFL may have a powerful grip on America, but there's no more powerful link between generations of Americans than the game of baseball. For the American poet laureate Donald Hall, baseball is the generations, looping backward forever with a million apparitions of sticks and balls, cricket and rounders, and the games the Iroquois played in Connecticut before the English came. Baseball is fathers and sons playing catch, lazy and murderous, wild and controlled, profound archaic sound of birth, growth, age, and death. This diamond encloses what we are. For Pulitzer Prize-winning historian Doris Kearns Goodwin, baseball begins with a father taking his daughter to her first Major League Baseball game at Brooklyn's Epic Field and culminates with a mother taking her three sons to Boston's Fenway Park on a warm summer's day. In a memoir, Wait Till Next Year, she wrote, If I close my eyes against the sun, all at once I'm back at Ebbets Field, a young girl once more in the presence of my father, watching the players of my youth on the grassy fields below. There is magic in this moment, for when I open my eyes and see my sons in the place where my father once sat, I feel an invisible bond between our three generations, linking my sons to the grandfather whose face they never saw, but whose person they have already come to know through this timeless of all sports, the game of baseball. As for Anita and me, we've endured this horrible winter and now look forward to sharing a hot dog and watching the Salukis play this spring 
at the new Itchy Jones Field, then visiting Pittsburgh this summer for a family gathering at a Pirates game. Is it any wonder that one of the most enduring songs in America begins, Take Me Out to the Ball Game? This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.